my friend, welcome to the Mommy Chronicles. Thank you. I am so sorry it's been this hard to connect between <laughs> my low cognitive ability, shuttling children around, <laughs> and just life. I know. It's been difficult. Periodic meltdowns from toddlers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Completely nonsensical, irrational meltdowns. <laughs> Have those been happening a lot? Yeah, definitely. It's like pretty much constant. Oh. So you have two. Your baby is how old? She's four months. Wait, wait, she's five months today. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a total mommy moment right then. <laughs> and your oldest is two and a half? That's right. Three and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, no, two and a half. Yeah, he just yeah. turned two and a half last week. And uh, how's it going, the balancing thing? It's okay. It's gotten a lot easier. It was really, really tough at first. Um, Why? Well, I think I think a lot of it was because I had it down. You know, he was my only child. I focused on him completely. And we sort of had our little routine. But he was super used to having all of the attention. So when I had that balance was completely thrown off our little routine was like you know bl blown up and um and sort of did not understand why he wasn't the complete center of the universe anymore so what did it, how did he manifest his anxiety well initially it was just um you know telling me to put the baby back into the crib and don't hold the baby and stuff like that but um I think when he realized that she was going to stick around, he he sort of started, like, throwing a lot of fits, um, mainly in order to get attention, I think. So initially, oh, just so you know, uh, if you hear a little clicking noise or a little, like, sucking noise, it's, uh, it's she's sleeping and nursing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Right. I was like, uh, this is how this is how I can take care of her for a minute so that I can uh, have a couple of quiet yeah. minutes. Uh, initially, it was just telling me, you know, when he saw me with the baby, like put the baby down, put the baby back in the bed. And then he sort of started uh, throwing little tantrums and things like that, I think mainly to get our attention. Um, and it was it was how did you handle it? Uh, the best that I could, you know, I, I, I always tried to stay calm. I, I think I had this idea that the calmer I was, like maybe it would rub off on him. And did it work? You know, it didn't always work. Not always. Yeah. I think it probably helped. Yeah. So it was not, you know, so it didn't escalate it. But I mean, the worst was when we were in the toy store and he was like, I had Charlotte strapped to me. And I was by myself with them, and he was like, <laughs> he kept running from me. And then when I picked him up to put him in the stroller, he would scream bloody murder and arch his back. And the, the stroller kept falling over, and oh. everyone was staring. So. <laughs> oh. And then did his uh, tantrums kind of wane on their own? Yeah, they did. I mean, now... Now, instead of tantrums, it's just like him being contrary all the time. And I really do think that is just a toddler. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like every time we want him to do something, he's like, no, no bath, no, no bed, no school, no clothes, no diaper. 
it's so nice to hear you laughing and calm. <laughs> really, because I mean, juggling two on your own is is not easy, especially when they're so little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, it's gotten easier. It was really, it was really tough when she was like nursing all the time and. It was almost impossible. I just didn't have four sets of hands or even three. And, you know. What did you do? I, you know, a lot of the time I just had to let one of them cry, which was really hard. So it was kind of about to lose my mind, you know, because as a mom, all you want to do is make your kids happy. So Yeah, and I remember talking to you kind of during that period, that uh-huh. period I felt so helpless to, like, there's nothing I really could do to help you remotely. Um, and I know your husband is trying really hard, uh, but he's working very hard to, you know, earn enough money so that you can be a stay-at-home mom because you enjoy it. Exactly. And you were just really down. Yeah, um, yeah. I, about that. Yeah, I had a I had a really tough time there for a while. I um, I was uh, I was pretty depressed, and I mean, I think some of it was like, um, physiological. And some of it was situational. Um, I was at home with them pretty long hours and trying to sort of figure out how to juggle juggle both of them and deal with both of them. And I was used to, you know, just having him to focus on. And then when he took a snap, I would clean the house. And everything in my life was very much in order. And and after it was born, it's like, it's not, especially because he's older now and he is like a little tornado. Yeah. It was like... I can't, I can't keep everything in order and I could barely like, you know, <laughs> at times I felt like I could barely even just take care of both of them, much less make sure that the house was clean and stuff like that. So I felt really out of control. Was it you that expected the house to be in order or was it, was it your husband or was it just the expectation that you had because that's what you did before your second? I think it was mainly, it was like, Partly the expectation, partly realizing, like, he never said anything to me, but he's he's always, since we've been married, or, well, since before we were married, he's always been very particular about having things in mm-hmm. order. So, so even though he never said anything to me, I put that pressure on myself because I knew it was important to him. Right. You know, a lot and, of men that have had experience in the armed forces, they have to, they are very highly regulated, <laughs> you know, organized yes, mindset. Yes. I don't know if it's because they were in there or they're like that already. And then they go into the armed forces. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it was, um, it was the first, I mean, he, he went into the army specifically to sort of like get a little structure in his life. But, you know, when he came out, he was definitely very regimented. And it's funny um, when we were dating, well, when we first got married in particular, and we first moved in together, it used to drive me nuts. Because I was never that, I was never like really that way. I was always neat, but I wasn't like super regimented. And it was like, you're totally ruining my chi, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then so did, did he just relax a little bit or did you just relax a little bit or how did that whole balance kind of resolve itself? I think it was definitely a little bit of both. So we definitely found this sort of, balance in our marriage but you know having kids can throw (laughs) throw everything off in a way you know were you angry at him at all at your husband uh 
you know, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to recall back, like, even though it wasn't that, it was only a couple weeks ago, really. Um, no, it's all a blur when you're sleep deprived. Right. It is. Uh, yeah, at times, I mean, when I was going through that, that time that we were talking about with, um, like feeling really overwhelmed and stuff with the kids, I, I think I felt, and, and like, I don't know, my mind was just going nuts. I, I felt resentful and I don't even know why. I, I like, I could articulate it to you at the time, but I think I felt like, oh my gosh, I never get a break and he can't relate to this and he goes to work and he can take a coffee break and I can't do that ever. And, uh, so, so yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a, it was a difficult time. I actually like spoke to my doctor about it and, but they, I, I started to calm down. I think, um, did you ask your doctor for medicine or did you use any other homeopathic remedies or how, how did you? Yeah, I did actually. Um, so when I went to the doctor, she, um, she wanted to prescribe an, uh, antidepressant uh-huh. and I was like, and I was like, you know, let me see if there's something else that might work. And, uh, so she recommended just, you know, being, staying active and getting a mommy's helper and having support in the neighborhood, things like that. But those were things that in large part I was already doing. So I was like, I need, I need something else. So I, um, I remembered this webinar that I had listened to, um, when, when I was pregnant with Charlotte and it was on using nutrition to deal with anxiety and depression. So I listened to that and, um, it was, uh, it was, it was like largely focused on like using vitamin supplements. And I was like, that's, that's weird, but I guess it makes sense because apparently your brain needs certain nutrients in order to maintain a balance. And I, you know, like being pregnant and nursing and everything that takes, it depletes your body. So I guess it all makes sense that there might've been that imbalance there. So anyway, I started taking extra omega threes and extra D vitamins and extra B complex. And I started feeling better almost right away. Uh, so it's difficult to tell like how much of it was the nutrition. I mean, I think definitely some of it is because I have had better energy and better focus and better balance in my mood since I started doing that. Um, but it was all, it also some of it could have been a little bit with timing, you know, like things are getting a little bit easier in my life because it wasn't as needy anymore. And, uh, are you, you're working from home right now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And how is that balance for you? It's It's been really hard. I mean, I think there was like one day this week, or there have been a couple of days in the past couple of weeks where I wanted to cry because I had like every, all of the stuff that I wanted to get done. And, you know, with kids, you can't predict, you can't predict all the time. Um, like sometimes Gibbs his three hour nap. So there's like three hours in my day that 
I normally would have had that I didn't have. But oh, yeah, that's awful. It can be hard, but I feel like I just have to be flexible about it and not put but so much pressure on myself. Um, I think part of part of my issue with like feeling overwhelmed and stuff is that I can be such a perfectionist and I put so much pressure on myself. And you know, really, it's just me. Like this, you know, huge expectations and. Um, I guess a lot of it goes back to like when I was in school or even when I was working, like I always operated that way and my life is so different now. You were an attorney and you were on law review. And so your, your attention to detail as a former attorney, um, is probably hard to just kick out of your system. (laughs) Yeah. And it's definitely still there. It's like ingrained in me. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I think. Sometimes it's helpful, but mostly it's a curse Um, (laughs) because it's just, it's just impossible. I don't, I don't really have any, um, I don't have a nanny or anything right now. You don't have any help? I I did and she moved away. So um, I haven't had that at all. So are you working a lot at night when the kids are sleeping or how do you do it when you have both kids? Um, I hope what I do, so what I've been doing lately is um trying to work in the morning it's actually been kind of cool um because i i have some uh moms in the neighborhood that are in a similar position and we've been working on uh on a couple of ventures together and it's gotten to the point now where i'm like comfortable enough and they're comfortable enough like like if I have to sit in a cafe across from them and chat about a business project that we're working on while I'm nursing Charlotte or dealing with her, that actually works out now. Oh, so, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And are your business ventures legal related or are they something different? They're not. Um, one of them is uh, sort of centered on holistic health and the other uh venture that i'm working on is a community initiative um we have sort of a business uh slant to it yeah so i really like i feel like i i i will use the skills that i developed in law but uh in in a sense i really don't have a desire to go back to that in a traditional sense um I don't think that I really enjoyed the culture at the time. And I think now I'm so far removed from it. It would be really difficult for me to go back to that. Um, are you only having two or are you leaving the window open for a third? So I guess the window is kind of open, um, you know, because we live in New York. Um, there's always like the cost issue and the space issue and stuff like that. So we've sort of left it open. And to be honest with you, I have had this um, feeling like I'm kind of getting my body back. And I I do have a fear, like, so if I had a third baby, um, would I be as lucky? Because they've been really lucky with the first two, like like the way that I'm built and genetics. Um, I didn't gain a ton of weight with the first two and I like bounced back pretty quickly in terms of like being able to fit into my clothes and, you know, being able to get up and exercise again and stuff like that. Can I ask 
ask you a very, very personal question, and I'm happy to delete this out if you don't want to answer it. Um, I know that a long time ago you had an issue, uh, an eating disorder issue. How, how did that, or did it at all, manifest itself during your pregnancies or after? Uh, so, yeah, so I think that uh, that pregnancy and becoming a mom actually helped me work through a lot of the issues that I had with my body. Um, so before I had fur, I, um, I was actually pretty sick, and looking back on it, um, it was more just like a chronic thing, like I was coughing all the time. I had this nasty, like... Um, like raspy cough. I was like tired a lot. And I think a lot of it was because of the way that I had been treating my body for years, like not eating properly or enough. Um, and so I got pregnant unexpectedly and had a miscarriage. Oh. And I really like blamed myself for that because my body was in it. I was just in such poor shape. Yeah. And I don't think I even fully recognized how badly I was treating myself at the time. So this is before um, your first or after your first? It was before. Okay. So I went through this really, really, really dark time because I was like, what have I been doing to myself? Like what, like I, I even was thinking like, what is, what is wrong with me that I would treat my body so poorly um, and I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to have kids at all. Uh, so I, I went to counseling. I, um, I was like severely depressed. Um, I like even had like suicidal thoughts and all kinds of like nuts. Oh, stuff. honey, so, I'm so sorry to hear that. And you me. know, it had to have been hormonally triggered as well. Of course, because um, the the miscarriage that I went through was like it was very protracted because um, it was it was actually pretty early in the pregnancy, but they um, so they they didn't like do a DNC or anything, but they uh, they gave me something to like make basically to make the the pregnancy leave my body, so and it uh, it lasted for like. It seemed like ages. It was weeks, and I was bleeding really heavily and having cramps, and um, so I'm sure it was hormonally related because I was, yeah, I, you know, my body was going through so much. Um, but I, uh, so after that, I, I really like. I think I made a pact with myself that I was going to start treating my body better. And I, um, I just like made a conscious effort to eat when I was hungry and to make sure that I was eating healthy food and to not skip meals and, you know, stuff like that. And which sounds like common sense, but I actually had to like really think about it. And, um, so I got pregnant with, and you know, the longer I, the longer I kept with that, like, um, 
You know, at first it was because obviously because I was pregnant and I had sort of an instinct to nurture the baby that was growing in my body. So, yeah, I, I began to feel so much healthier. And then I think after that, I was like, you know, I'm a mom. I have to take good care of myself. And um, if I'm like not eating and stuff like that, I can't keep up with, with my baby. And so, like I said before, I, it had, it was really like, I was lucky in that I lost the baby weight pretty quickly. And I have to be honest with myself that if that hadn't been the case, it probably would have brought back issues that I had before. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think being a mom and being pregnant and, you know, going through that experience before I had Christopher all really made me like deal with things head on and made me recognize that like you know the nutrition that I'm putting in my body the quality of what I'm putting in my body is so much more important than than staying super stick thin and and so and I've also found pleasantly that like if I just eat with them when I'm hungry and eat things that are good for me I don't get fat (laughs) which is like (laughs) Isn't that a huge revelation in America? <laughs> it is, right? I mean, I was like petrified of getting fat for so many years. Like, it really, you know, it was like a sort of an irrational, an irrational fear that I had, like constantly on my mind every time I put things in my mouth. And I've really been able to get past that because of concentrating on my my health and my kids yeah hey Becca, do you need to put her on the boob <laughs> you hear her chattering in the background she's rolling everywhere hold on one second let me see what i can do she well the time when they're like so little and just sitting there is so fleeting <laughs> yeah they're just such angels they sleep all the time i know barely open their eyes and then poof they're human i know exactly <laughs> Okay, I'm all set, I think. Um, And so what about you and your husband? How has your relationship changed before and after children? So I think in some ways it's brought us a lot closer. Um, Parenting together and like, you know, just just like when you, you know, (laughs) when you first give birth and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this perfect, beautiful little human being that and we we created this together um and you know I think me watching him being such a good dad has um deepened my love for him uh but so stinking cute (laughs) I mean there's some respects it's been difficult because we don't obviously we don't have as much time together um it it definitely hasn't been great for our sex life. <laughs> both of our both of our kids have like been in the bed with us a lot of the time. Um, oh gosh! <laughs> How did you even get pregnant the second time? It was um, after we moved into a two bedroom in Chris's own bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So could you give me a, could you give me an average? So before kids, how many times approximately a week or a month? And then after kids? Um, maybe like, uh, once or twice a week to like once every six months. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. Because I, I knew you in law school and you were, I mean, you enjoyed it. You loved yeah. it. And uh, yeah, and I'm, wow, poor both of you. It's tough. Yes, it is. But I'm it sure is. also your husband works a lot and he's yeah. probably exhausted too, where he's just not clamoring for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like- we were, um, the other night we were like trying to have a conversation cause I, I was like, you're not, you're not like interested in what I do during the day, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, Normal uh, conversation. Uh, right. Exactly. Well, I mean, it was like a serious conversation. Like he was, but we were in bed and it was like the first time we'd had a moment together and I was like in the middle of talking to him and he like fell asleep and he doesn't, he doesn't, the next day I was like, remember when I told you last night, he didn't recall any of it. He didn't even remember the conversation. (laughs) So how has, uh, the dearth and sex, how has that affected you guys or has it, is it, you guys are too busy to worry about it too much. Most of the time we're too busy to worry about it. I think, um, you know, it's definitely bothered me because I'm like, this is not, this is not healthy or like, I mean, I guess it is pretty normal. The more that I talk to people who who also have kids, but, um, especially tiny ones, you know, right. Exactly. So, you know, in some respects, I'm like too busy or too tired to like for it to bother me, but then the times that I have like had reflected on it too much, then I get upset yeah. and I'm like, why are we not, you yeah. know? Um, cause I, I don't know. I always had this, that idea, like particularly with guys, like they, like it's a physically, it's a physiological need, right? So if, if you're not getting it, it can cause issues. Plus it brings you closer together as a couple, yeah. right? Yeah. So, well, so do kids. Um, so my sister had Chris, the other weekend and it was like the first time we'd had sex in like months and I was like oh my gosh this is awesome we need to do this more often I'm sure you guys are both just hungry for it you know just like, yes it was like exactly did you did you growl uh, I did I know it didn't growl yeah you don't seem like but... the growling type <laughs> So how is it living in New York? Do you, are you glad that you're there? I mean, I know culturally you're glad you're there. You've always loved that city. Yeah. What about with yeah. children? Um, sometimes it's really tough. I mean, um, logistically, if we were like super rich, I think I might stay here if I could bring, I miss having family around. Um, so I go, I go back and forth. I, I love New York. And the Do you miss having family around because you love your family, which is an underlying <laughs> premise, or is right. it because of, you know, having your parents physically help you and, and your parents being taken care or your kids being taken care of by their grandparents? Um, I think like primarily most of the time when I think I'd like to have family close, it's mainly for the support aspect, which obviously like there's the emotional support too, but I would love to have an extra set of hands. What do you wish you had told yourself before you had children about what it's like to be a mom? I think that if I had known what I know now, I I may have had kids sooner because 
it's been so incredible for me. Like I, I have gotten to know myself better and like what's an interruption just for a second for, for listeners, the crackling noise is her baby messing with her (laughs) mom's earphone. (laughs) This is like her toy right now. But I also think I would have like told myself, stop waiting for the perfect time because there isn't such a thing. Like it changes your life so much in so many ways that you can't even understand until you're a parent. Like there's no perfect time to have kids. Um, so um, there's that. And I think the third thing is like, if I had known what I know now, I would have, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't believe in regret because you, it's, it's not productive, but I might have, I might have done things differently with my career because, well, I found myself in a place when I had kids or I was in this job that I had been like killing myself for years and, um, and then it was untenable to like, in my mind, to do the job that I needed to do with my kids and at the same time, you know, be a corporate attorney um, and do a good job there. I didn't feel like I could do both jobs well. I think that, I mean, going way, way back, I might, I don't know if I, I probably would never have gone to law school. Um, so, so yeah, I think that I would have, I would have followed my passion. Well, your passion meaning music and art? I think so, yeah. yeah. And, and I think and I think in doing that, I would have actually had a career that was more conducive to flexibility and having a family and doing that at the same time. Do you think it's possible for women to have both in, in the legal sphere in New York? I don't. Why? Because there are so many, like, unrealistic expectations about um, how you should do your job and how you should be, like, accessible 24-7. And then I think as soon as a woman gets pregnant, there's this idea already that she's not going to meet those expectations um, just by virtue of the fact that she's having family. And so even before she ever gives birth, people are not giving her the benefit of the doubt. Um, it's the thing that's made me like a little angry and bitter, honestly. Um, of what? That it's based purely on a man's ability to succeed. Right. But also the fact that I think that like people assume that if a woman, at least in the legal, the legal culture here, people assume that if a woman is going to have a family, she won't be able to cut it. Um, and so no matter how hard you try, you're working against someone's preconceived notion of like what, what you're able to do. And, um, do you think there's some truth to that? Or do you think it's more about needing more flexible no, I think hours? There's some, I think there's some truth to that because of the nature of the work. Like, um, I tried after I was born to, to work on a discrete project. I mean, it was um, a lot of hours, but it was only for like eight weeks. And, um, you know, I found myself trying to get things done while the nanny was there, but 
I couldn't get enough done during that time. And so it was up until five in the morning. And then I was uh, just, you know, ended up being a sleep deprived wreck. So I think, especially with little kids, I think it is almost impossible. Well, what, oh, just the nature of it is impossible. Do you think there is anything that society, government, corporations can do to mitigate that and put women in the same position as men um, eventually? I think when you have a newborn baby, it's really difficult to go to work and focus on what you're doing and be 100%. Um, so you're, you're talking about maybe, uh, mandatory, uh, maternity paid leave off or what are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, I, I know a couple of women who, um, work in different industries and they were allowed six months off and, uh, allowed six months or were paid for some of that. They were paid for some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, they were more ready to go back to work. Um, they were more ready and they were in a better position to um, be, be fully present when they were at the office. So I, I, helping support women to recover and bond with their children and then just allowing a longer time period to make what the equivalent to a man would be, like making partner in a law firm, just giving them a different trajectory maybe to do that? Right. I think that's right. Um, I know in New York, they have a couple of programs uh, and it's not exclusive to New York, but there are a couple of programs with um, one of the big banks here. And um, I think there are a couple more where they do like an on-ramp program. So women who have taken time off with their kids can get back into the groove of things and um, so I think that's an interesting idea, but I think, I think really like cultural expectations need to change. I think that, uh, you know, having a, having a paid paternity leave policy, um, yeah. allowing men to take time off to be with their children would be yeah. good, not only for the family, but it would also, it would also help women because, um, they would have like, support from, from the dad. Um, yeah. John's, uh, firm has a paternity leave policy, but he didn't, he didn't feel like he could take the time off. Yeah. Because of the cultural expectations. Right. right. So he took two, two days. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was in the same boat as well for my second. Yeah, we were right? moving and my husband took off a week. Uh, to divide up between helping us move and saying hello to his new child. <laughs> Too funny. Yep. But I, what else can you do? I, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, he would have loved to have spent more time, but it just couldn't. I know. I mean, it really, it ends up being a situation where, um, yeah, you can, you can only do what you can do. And uh, I think that things are not, not set up in this country to be family friendly. Yeah. It's, it's like about, it's more about corporate profit than anything else. I think. Yep. But corporate cheap corporate profit, not like uh, corporate profit with a more sustained loyal base, just whatever's the quickest and easiest.
Yes, it's it's a very I think short sighted view because if if um, you know cultural expectations are adjusted and the family unit was supported more, I think that it would um, result in a situation where corporations were retaining uh, more female talent. I mean, a lot of women leave the workforce because they feel like it's untenable. Yeah, you can't do it if you don't have support by not only the institutions that you work for, but your culture and then, you know, just regulatory schemes put in place to enable that. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, uh, you know, it's interesting because in this country, everyone's like, oh, you know, family is so important. Well, I, I would say like, <laughs> what a joke, <laughs> right? So it's a joke because it's the same people that want to, you know, defund every program when it comes to family exactly. and women. Exactly. It's like family is so important, but then like, we don't invest in that. We don't invest in family and, you know, um, well, you know, if everyone listened to us and would just do what we say, <laughs> I think we would live in a better world. <laughs> it would. Everything would be okay and all the world's problems would be solved. The math would be completely <laughs> off. <laughs> no technology would work. <laughs> yeah, and we w- would never be on time for anything. However. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> It's been so much fun talking with you. I know how busy and how just insane your life is right now. Thank you for the time. Oh, you're welcome.